Friends, God is among us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of our life, there are days when the challenges we face weigh us down, when the path seems dreary and endless, the sky is gray and threatening, when our lives have no music in them and our souls have lost their courage. Flood, we pray, the path with light. Turn our eyes to where the skies are full of promise. Tune our hearts to brave music. Give us the sense of comradeship with people of every age. And so, quicken our spirits that we may be able to encourage all who journey with us on the road of life. To your honor and glory. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make, your stri- he will make straight your paths. Psalms, four, four, sorry, Psalms 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 18, 32 through 36, the God who girds me with strength and made my way safe. He made my feet like the feet of deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of salvation and your right hand has supported me. Your help has made me great. You gave me a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with, it, with my victorious right hand. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will gird your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Good morning. Those uh, readings, I think all of them, Daniel sent me those when I was first diagnosed with cancer, and I have them right to the left of my computer monitor, and I can't tell you how many times I've read through those to get through a tough day or time. Fight like a girl. I remember being told that I ran like a girl, smiled like a girl, I was not allowed to hit anyone, although I did. I'm sure I hit like a girl, too. It never bothered me. I was a girl. Then one day last autumn, I saw a woman wearing a Fight Like a Girl t-shirt in the mall, and I instantly knew why she had it on. Officially, Fight Like a Girl is an online club for women battling cancer and other serious diseases 
and their caregivers and their family. But for me, fighting like a girl is the only way to fight this insidious disease called breast cancer. How else can a woman face the challenge? In Jesus Christ Superstar, there's a scene called Gethsemane, where Jesus is debating his impending death with his father. Quote, I only want to say, if there is a way, take this cup away from me, for I don't want to taste its poison. One of the things I love about that musical is that it really brings home to me the humanity of Jesus. He knows what's coming, but he's scared. And even though I was never in danger of dying, I did think about death and the treatment to prevent death, and I was scared. I woke up one night and knew I was having a panic attack. I woke Dave up and asked him if everything was going to be okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Has any doctor told you differently, he said. And although I have had several other early morning panic attacks, I now get out of bed so I don't disturb my husband, who has been my biggest strength during this time. Thank you, Dave. I also remember going to Mass at St. James Catholic Church in Arlington Heights, Illinois, when our kids were very little. The priest looked exhausted. He was talking about getting angry at God. He'd been called to the ICU at a local hospital where a parishioner had had a massive heart attack. He sat with this man's wife, and things were calm until the doctor came out and told the wife the odds were against her husband living. All of a sudden, she struck out her arms, looked skyward, and said, No, you can't have him yet. I'm not done with him. Later on, she was remorseful about screaming at God, but the priest told her that God's okay with our anger. Good thing. That has carried me through the past year. The gift of challenge. My challenge began last October. The doctor's office called and asked if I could come in right, right away and meet with her. I called my husband at work and said, this is it, I have cancer. No one really had to tell me. Almost one in eight women will develop breast cancer that invades surrounding tissues and requires treatment over the course of her life. For my very first mammogram, I have been called back for further mammograms and ultrasounds. I remember getting dressed, or beginning to get dressed, after one mammogram, and the doctor said, if Mrs. Boberg is still here, we need to take pictures of the other side. Ugh. I wanted to bargain with God, but I've never done that, so instead I spent a lot of time praying for strength to get through whatever was ahead. Now I was finally confronted with the real deal, and I could feel my strength being challenged. The doctor was telling me the test I needed to have done right away, which oncologist to see, and I felt like I was being forced to earn a PhD in a subject I had never had any interest in. I am the first person in my family to have breast cancer. Heart disease is a leading cause of death in the Catanzaro family, although my dad did die of kidney cancer. He chose not to treat his cancer to, quote, let nature take its course, end quote, he had numerous things wrong with him, and none of the specialists he saw were optimistic or encouraging in any way. Complete opposite of my oncologist. I thrive on extroverts and optimists, and my doctor, the ringmaster of all things concerning my cancer treatment, is both. Every time I sat in the infusion room for chemo, I would watch her go around to all patients with a word and a soft touch. Even now, I look forward to getting a big hug from her as if her hugs are keeping the cancer at bay. Thank you to Dr. Meyering. 
Take this cup away from me, for I don't want to taste the poison. Feel it burn me. I'm not as sure as when we started. Jesus sings in Jesus Christ Superstar. Toward the end of my chemo treatments, I would ask Dave to go instead. I knew that would never happen, but I was tired of doing chemo and waiting two days to be sick. It's not fun. God, thy will is hard, but you hold every card. I have thought about this more than a few times this past year and maybe the past 10 years. I remember driving on a freeway in Michigan with my family, and we were talking about our family moving to New York. At some point, I said something negative about it. New York is a challenge all unto itself, and the thought of moving three kids, two dogs, two cats, and a horse across country was overwhelming me. Dave glanced across the car and said, how about we look at it as an opportunity? I did not want the opportunity of New York. <laughs> and three years later, I didn't want the opportunity of California either. But we weathered through it, and although initially both places were obstacles more than opportunities, good things have come out of both places. And so when I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer last October, after initially being angry, I thought of it as an opportunity, get through the treatment, go on with life. But the challenge was much more than beating a horrible disease. It was learning to listen to people, hear their worries, revisit my mother's worries and beliefs concerning cancer, taking care of my children and working with my international students. Perhaps you saw the Today Show segments on Pink Power a couple of weeks ago. Joan London, a former morning anchor on Good Morning America, was a guest anchor, anchor that week, and she has breast cancer. She has stage four. I was very skeptical about this. When the women, woman interviewing her asked, how are you feeling a week out of surgery? I held my breath until she said, sore. I figured Joan London would make some comment about being totally fine, possibly cured after a lung lumpectomy, and I'm here to tell you, seven months out of surgery, that I'm still sore. But she did say some great stuff. Her children range in age from 34, I think, to 11, and she decided early on that she was not sheltering them from cancer. When I was diagnosed, I pretty much decided the same thing. But when you work with students from other countries, it introduces all new questions. I told Juanita Hall, my supervisor, immediately, and I told her that she was free to tell anyone anything. I did not want to go into Kingsman Park and scream out the info, but I knew there would be people who would wonder. Juanita, Daniel, and Amanda, who joined our team in last November, have been very supportive through this ordeal. Thank you. I didn't think that they would be anything but supportive, but I learned quickly from the chemo room that most people take leaves from their jobs because they know they won't get the time they need for treatment, office appointments, etc. I also told my children not to put stuff on Facebook about it. I thought I told all three of them, but the day after Christmas, my oldest son came to the chemo room with me, snapped a picture, and put it on Facebook. And that night, I had 50 emails asking me for details. Some people were not nice about it either, mostly because they felt I was hiding things from them. My mom has been gone for over four years, and I miss her terribly, but I have been glad that she wasn't here to see me get ill or worse. When four of my six sisters asked to come to California last March for my birthday, I didn't even think about my mother's attitude leaking to them. I was glad for family to come. 
My oldest son lives with us, and he got home from work before me on that Thursday that they came to visit from Chicago. He figured out pretty quickly that two of them were here to see me because they thought I was dying. As I walked in my house, I was given hugs, kisses, called sweetie and sweetheart names I've never been called. <laughs> they wanted to help me sit down, take off my shoes, clean my house, make dinner, read to me. My other two visiting sisters are the youngest of us, and they're very realistic. Roseanne, a nurse administrator, eyed me critically and then loudly proclaimed that I looked good, not as sick as some cancer patients. I was grateful for her saying this, and I knew she was doing it on purpose. I understand where my sister's fears were coming from. In another challenge, we'd lost our mother suddenly, and she was the one who was there when these two sisters had suffered through serious heart surgery. When I was first diagnosed, I told Juanita, and then I told her to feel free to tell anyone she wanted about my illness. In a way, it was a way for me to get out of telling people and dealing with the reaction, but it also was because I knew people would ask her. CLU is a little community, and if you've ever lived in a small community, your news quickly becomes interesting to everybody else. The challenge for me was to acknowledge people who commented, like the woman who said, I had a friend who wore those kind of hats referring to my chemo caps. I spent exactly one day Christmas shopping and a clerk in an outlet mall took note of my chemo cap, asked me if I had breast cancer, and then went on and on and on about her eight friends, all of who died of breast cancer. But that I should not give up. I should work on my attitude. I almost said my attitude has been good up until now. But I bit my tongue and just nodded. I wasn't always even that nice. Once when Juanita and I were leaving for lunch off campus, we ran into two professors. One of them asked me how I was doing, and it was like someone flipped the nasty switch on in me. I didn't want to talk about it for one more minute. So I walked away, and Juanita followed, but she asked me why I wasn't being friendly. But I just couldn't do it. I was at the end of my patience. As for the international students, students I served, I let them ask me questions. One Saudi Arabian young man was just blunt and knew he was. Linda, what's wrong with you? Before he left, he was promising prayers. Several students told me about their family members who'd had cancer and how well they were doing. One Swedish student wanted me to be pen pal with her aunt who was struggling. The aunt, however, was not having it. I have received so many bequests of prayers and good thoughts this past year. It's given me an opportunity to reflect on what prayer means to me and to hear what it means to others. When I was a freshman in college, I had a roommate who was Jewish. I'm Catholic. It was a Lutheran college, quite like CLU, but in the 1970s, if you weren't Lutheran, you were other, and Vicki and I were feeling other most of the time. I asked her how Jewish people prayed, and she said she didn't know how Jewish people prayed, but she knew how Vicki prayed. <laughs> she would center herself in the synagogue and then tell God to look into her thoughts and see what she needed. I find that very comforting when I'm overwhelmed with my cancer PhD program. Several people have said that they are praying that Jesus is accompanying me on my journey through cancer. Since I have not thought of it as a journey or that I should ask Jesus to be with me since I figure Jesus is always with me, I found this comforting. Thank you to all these people. We are all on journeys, and we all face challenges in life. 
While my health is on the upswing, I find that my worries are now about being through with this disease, praying that it doesn't return, focusing on my life. As for fighting like a girl, I can't imagine fighting any other way. Thank you. What a beautiful time to be together. One of the joys of this time in our lives at CLU is the chance to reflect. We're so often outward oriented, rightly so, and this is our time to look within and to wrestle with uh, that which is within us. And so what I would like you to do in our reflection experience for uh, worship this morning is breath prayers. And, and you have, you have uh, some statements before you in the bulletin, and we'd like you to choose one statement, a prayer, phrase, mantra, or one grace-filled uh, statement of your own that you might have. And breathe deeply and slowly, and silently pray part of the line as you inhale, and the other part as you exhale. And as the prayer is repeated, let us allow our bodies to relax and to absorb this moment. Let us pray. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend our breath prayers, trusting only in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, have mercy upon this world. We are a pilgrim people made of clay. And yet, we are the work of your hands. You have made us in your own image, and we bear within our bodies your spirit of life. Give us, we pray, the courage to walk into the unknown with hope, trusting that your arms are holding us and your love empowering us. Amen. We will conclude with our concluding hymn. May God's love and grace be in every